0: Kia ora and welcome to Cinema in Context, where we discuss all things film and the connections between. My name is Jeremy Downing. I'm Sarah Watt. And I'm William Chan. And each month at Cinema in Context, we discuss two films, one current and one retrospective, with some connection. It could be the same director, the same actor, or a similar theme. This month, we are discussing Oceans 8, which came out this month, and Oceans 11, which came out in 2001. And, of course, the connection being that Ocean's 8 is a reboot, sequel, whatever you want to call it, of Ocean's 11, which in fact was actually a remake of a 1960s film, I believe. Mm-hmm. Great. So, uh, William, do you want to give us a bit of an overview of Ocean's
1: 11? Of course. So, Ocean's 11 was directed by Steven Sartenberg. Uh Depicts the events of a heist in Vegas led by one Danny Ocean, played by George Clooney. And he assembles a, a ragtag team of experts to... Kind of high some money, but also have some personal revenge while he's at it. And it's, it's very stylish. Everyone's dressed up very dapper. And it's just a, a, a rollicking good time. Great. Sarah, what about Ocean's 8?
2: Well, Ocean's 8, which came out this year and was directed by Gary Ross, who is um, a friend and colleague of Steven Soderbergh, and Soderbergh did produce this film, um, takes a female slant on the same plot. Um, Sandra Bullock plays Debbie Ocean. George Clooney, or rather, uh, Danny Ocean's sister, who is recently released from prison and um, has had five years in prison to devise a heist of her own. But this time, instead of going to Vegas, she assembles a group of uh, a ragtag group of uh, seven other women and they decide to steal diamonds uh, in the form of a diamond necklace off the neck of Anne Hathaway's character at the Met Ball in New York City. They all get to dress up in beautiful clothes and look fantastic, and they all have a rollicking good time.
0: Excellent. And it's worth noting that uh, we will be discussing all spoilers in these films. Everything is up for grabs. We had a bit of an ethos shift in our last podcast, if you missed the, missed the memo. So uh, you have been warned, if you haven't seen either of these films and don't want them spoiled, then I suggest pausing the podcast and returning at a time when you've watched them. Great. Let's jump in. Who wants to start us off? Well,
2: can I just say... If only they would pay me to do effectively a find and replace on an existing film... Then oh my goodness, I, I could make a wonderful movie. You just say, Sarah, take this script, yeah, but let's put a female slant on it. Otherwise you can do it all the same as much as you like. Well wouldn't what an easy and wonderful and delightful job that would have been.
0: I didn't realise how much the same <laughs> it was until I was watching Oceans <clears throat> Eleven last night. That's right like, again, even yeah, that's down right. even down to Cape Blanchett pulling aside Sandra Bullock and saying, What is this about revenge? you know, yes. like even then, it's it's really is just a remake. Oh,
1: oh, you know, yeah, <laughs> a reskin basically. Yeah, yeah, and, I... and
2: of course it'll all be it'll all, it will all obviously have been sort of a nose tapping kind of. Let's have the brunette character with the blonde offsider, the Kate Blanchett mm-hmm. and the Brad Pitt, uh, with whom there has been previous sort of um, a relationship of sorts, and we'll get into that. But the bromance, and I don't know what the girl equivalent of a bromance is. It's not a romance, um, but, uh, you know, that's a, a complete parallel. Yeah. But even down to, as I say, the hair colour. Do you know well, what wait, I mean? Does Cape chew? Does she eat things, or is that just the
1: Brad Pitt thing?
2: Um, I didn't notice that as being <laughs> okay. one of her things. She's
1: the chef during the
0: heist, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. But so I don't know how... how she's the nutritionist, it. isn't she? She's yeah. brought in
2: as the nutritionist. But anyway, we yeah we well, I've got a long list of this is the same as that. This is the same as that. So perhaps we can eke those out during the course of our discussion. Yeah,
0: and I haven't I haven't got as clear a grasp on that as perhaps you do. Uh, but I did one. Well, my the biggest thing about Ocean's Eight that struck me was the cast is fantastic. Mm. I thought you know if you're going to collect a group of eight women to fill this sp- you know fill the spot, paint by numbers or mm. however you want to call it. I mean they've. They've got they've got some of the greatest actors on the planet mm. in this film with mm. Kate Blanchett, Helena Bonham Carter, um, Sarah Paulson is just oh she's such amazing, a great isn't she? isn't she? She is amazing. She's amazing in everything that yes. she does. Um, And
2: she's inspired casting because there'd be a lot of people who don't realize they've seen her in anything before. mm -hmm. And for those of us who have seen American Crime Story and Horror Story and other things and love her for being or even for being that indie face in indie movies for the last couple of decades, Mm -hmm. what a delight to see her really getting her teeth into such um such a humorous role as the mom you know almost literally the soccer mom who goes away to be the fence and do this amazing job and obviously Mm -hmm. sort of project she winds up sort of project managing the heist doesn't she from Mm -hmm. inside the met ball so yeah fun yeah, I really felt like actually
1: focusing on fewer characters helps Ocean's Eight a lot. Oh, gosh, yeah. yes. Because Ocean's Eleven also has a fantastic cast, but so, I mean, some people kind of get left by the wayside. Mm. Um, uh, what's his name? Ruben, um, the financier.
2: Is that Elliot Gould's character? Uh, yes, yes. yes yeah. it is. He disappears. He just, he just kind disappears, disappears. for the
1: entire second act. Yeah. And he, he pops at the you know pops back at the end when everyone's celebrating. Oh, yeah, this guy's in on it. Yeah. 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 Um, and even
2: though Casey Affleck and Scott Kahn work well as sort of these gems, and I twins or they're not twins but the brothers who are bitching at each other the whole time and that does deliver good lols effectively they're almost they're given one one character's screen time yeah. aren't they so you're right
0: and it was fun though watching that watching Ocean's Eleven and seeing them pop up in the different costumes It was just the, mm. the visual mm. gag of them you know turning up as the bellboys mm. and the security guards I did think though in rewatching, you know there's that scene where they are dressed up as the waiters mm. and then they leave their outfits in, in the, the lift and I'm like what <laughs> What's what? what just that- Why don't just get changed in the room you were just in? I know. I thought bunch of amateurs, and I
2: actually said aloud, "Why are they leaving the things in the lift?" And my husband, with whom I was watching it, said, well, no, they're now dressed as bellboys. I said, no, why are they leaving yeah. the things <laughs> in the lift? You know, maybe I've been watching too much, too many police procedurals oh, lately. Agree. But That's, There was
1: no benefit to them being <laughs> dressed. A a the, the camera even lingers on exactly. yeah. like, oh, here we and go. It,
2: and it's not like it's used later on yeah. that somebody <laughs> finds it and goes, wait a second, maybe um, we're being heisted. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it did seem a little bit, maybe it was cut out. I don't know. Talking <laughs> about the camera work,
0: I, I really loved a camera work in Ocean's Eleven, and it captures the, the, all the zooms, the 70s mm. zooms, mm. and just
1: and are, the beautiful light it, it, in, is the lighting. Is it just me, or beautiful. do they actually play with film grain as well? Because a lot of it looks like it's from the 70s. So uh, I read somewhere that they
0: uh, he, he had a heightened shutter speed or something like that to make mm. it look choppy and mm. something like that. I don't fully understand. But yeah, the, the, this definitely has it has a, a real grain about it, and it mm. has a real... 70s And also 60s. it has a whole mixture yeah. of 60s. And it's very
2: and... gold. And I know that mm-hmm. Soderbergh is gold anyway <laughs> in, in a lot of his films. But obviously in Vegas, whenever they're inside the Flamingo in the flashbacks or the Bellagio or whatever, mm. the gold is so striking. And it is very, very lush and beautiful.
1: Uh, on the other hand, um, I don't know about you guys, but I found Ocean's 8 to be not a pretty picture. Um, Why is, is that?
2: Oh, you mean cinematographically? Cin-
1: yeah, um, as in the image itself. Mm. Um, it's just... <clears throat> I know people. You know people talk about Gary Ross as being a journeyman and mm. and all that stuff. You know he's the guy. He's the guy like Ron Howard who comes in to get stuff done. That's and he's right. Not flashy. He's, and,
2: yeah. Uh, not flamboyant. No. Not a visionary. But when you compare the two movies back to back, it is stark. Yes. the I did. I
1: did find that as well. Um, yeah. And yeah. especially, you know, you, you you have the Metropolitan Museum as your as your setting, which is one of the most wonderful art museums in the world mm. and you shoot it like this mm. like it feels like watching it the Met is just it's a couple of rooms and a mm. big you know antechamber with some Egyptian ro- and that's it where mm. yeah true uh, you know the the original or well, uh, sorry the remake of Ocean's Eleven mm. had so much so much character with Vegas and you know Obviously, yes. they didn't shoot it at the Bellagio, mm. but you felt like they shot yes. it at no, the No, they Bellagio. did, it, didn't they? Oh, the... I'm pretty sure I was reading online.
0: All of it was, or- they, was they, shooting they, the Bellagio? They, they were, they three quarters of their filming was at the Bellagio. Really?
2: Something like that. Oh. To be fair, what I'd say is this: I bet you they had this discussion, mm-hmm. and I totally agree with what you're saying. But Vegas is a little bit, bit like when they shoot in New Zealand, and everyone says all oh, New Zealand's scenery is almost a character in itself. You know what I mean? <laughs> it does half the work for the film. New York City is um, the
1: the next lead. Yeah, but in our they movie. weren't
2: doing. So, but they weren't sort of being in New York, <laughs> right? But you're right in saying they were in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And I totally hear you. But it's the art that is beautiful in there, and similarly, it's the dresses at the Met Ball that are beautiful, not Mm -hmm. the surrounds. Whereas in Vegas, I don't remember anything that any of those men were wearing other than Uh, Obviously, costumes that denoted their role, you know, bellboy, medic or whatever. Mm. But the environment was stunning and was really beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I wonder whether, because I, I think, and we'll get onto this, but my female gaze, and obviously this is why Ocean's 8 was designed as it was, not to be let's steal money from a bank vault, but hey, let's dress up in beautiful dresses and have this amazing diamond necklace, you know. All the magpies in the audience mm. are going. Oh, I'd wear that. Well, well, when, I, I mean, when I was watching
0: the film, I had. We, what, what part was it? When Rihanna came out in her red dress, mm. there, was, there was a woman in front of me and a woman behind me, and they, they went oh, yes an intake. And I thought, yeah. okay, I see. This is clearly not a. This is not for me. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, I thought she looked beautiful, but I wasn't like. No, oh, that dress you know so there was definitely a, she, a, she did she a,
2: looked amazing physical
0: reaction from these people and
2: what was so lovely about that is all we'd seen her in before that was overalls and t-shirt i mean looking yeah. cool as like looking like the kind of chick you want to be but then it was a bit like oh is she gonna get to wear a dress yes she is wow <laughs> i you loved
0: know? i actually loved that That was a fantastic moment when they're all walking down the stairs the mm. the, 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 the sort of success moment when well, they're sorry, all wearing different it, um, dresses so
1: so that moment was great but why do we get that moment it's the hero shot. It's like it's no, like no. The, but but why does Rihanna go and uh, I I don't understand because she has to wear a dress. Otherwise, it's not But I, I mean, you know, story wise, and why does Minnie Kaling have to wear? You know, I, I understand why, but why? No, uh, it's not story wise. Because
2: you're a go, will you? No, because
1: <laughs> I mean, they, they could have written that. They could have made it better. That they, they could have made it sensible so that they all come out in dresses instead of Minnie Kaling suddenly appearing in a dress. Like logically, it. To Me that the plot kind of there's these, these cuts, oh look, and you're these empty spaces. Oh, totally right. like, what what is happening? They're all in dresses
2: now. Well, look, yeah. you're totally right. To be fair, when Mindy and when Rihanna walked out, the, re, the 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 proper person in me did think, Well, how did they get invites? Did Sarah Paulson make this happen too? Because this isn't real Oh, yeah, how M- would M- they M- have M- wait, gone M- on M- the didn't. list? Sorry, that may be explained. I would say that but Sarah but also, Paulson, isn't it
0: so that they can snuggle out the jewellery? They need to look beautiful, to yeah, get the so that they can walk
2: out with a tiny because you know how the jewels were broken, the necklace. Was, which I thought was a travesty breaking that necklace down. Yeah, I know. as well. I it's was just like, like oh, put in yeah. your handbags up and walk out. No, we're gonna we're gonna painstakingly cut it up into crappy little pieces of diamond, and then we're gonna smuggle them out. But that'll be why that's mm. the whole, so that they're all in on it, I suppose.
0: Yeah, but it's totally it's like the it's like Jaws being exploded at the end of the film. That makes no sense. It's like you just need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Need the hero shot. It is the equivalent of the SWAT team leaving, isn't it?
2: But no one would have signed on for a role if they'd said, "Now look, actually all." The other girls are going to get to wear a nice dress at the end, but you're not because you were just dressed as a chef. Yeah, so sorry about that. I love you know. I
0: love Mindy Kaling in this film. Is it Kaling? 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 Whatever it's Kaling. I always she's say, yeah. she's so wonderful, and, mm. and she's, you know, she's she's a great comedian. But just to see her, you know, just be a lovely character. <clears> she was a great character, I thought, mm. yeah. and uh she added a lot to the film. I always loved Kate Blanchett. It was quite cool to see her in her Australian accent. Yeah, as well. that's yeah, right. that that's was right.
2: interesting. So here's a question for you. Right at the beginning, yeah, the both films start with the parole hearing, mm-hmm. which is pretty much to camera, although it's sort of, you know, slightly off, um, you know, not down the lens, but to invisible uh, interrogators behind the camera. Both of them do that. Both the oceans are, you'll note when they leave the prison, they're dressed in the their fancy garb that they were in at the moment of arrest, you know, so there's all these parallels. But both of them talk about a relationship problem that caused or contributed to their getting in trouble in the first place. And I noticed that Debbie Ocean said, I got involved with the wrong person. And I immediately said to the person next to me, I think she's going to turn out to be gay. And that she and Kate Blanchard had, had a relationship, because ah. otherwise she would have said, I got involved with the wrong man. Mm. So there I am, girding my loins for this incredibly 21st century, modern feminist reveal that never quite came. Mm. Um, and then, of course, there's that that confusion around the the Richard North character, who I thought was... Perfectly, is his name Richard North? Is he the Hobbit? Uh, Armitage. Oh, sorry, Richard Armitage. The, the Hobbit. He plays Lucas uh, North dwarf, in Spooks. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> where I'm getting mixed up. So that guy, and he's in. Is um, the dwarf in that's the Hobbit, right? So then there's that sort of confusion, and the revenge is around the fact that he jilted her, dobbed her in, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did I infer something that wasn't there to be inferred?
0: There were, there were, I didn't think of that at the start, but I did think there was. Yeah, I guess it was the, the the female version of a romance. They were quite. Um, Oh, there was, there was sort of the feeding of the food and stuff. Mm. And I was thinking, oh, okay, this is interesting. And then
2: when they're talking in a very innocuous, very boring, underlit, underplayed and under-soundtrack moment down by the water or something, Debbie and... I don't even know Kate Blanchett's character's name. Lou, that's right. <laughs> I <don't know>. Somebody <laughs> says... they say... they're talking a little bit like they used to have a thing and then things went wrong. And they use the word partner, which of course is ambiguous because it could just mean partner in crime... But I thought I picked up on something. At some stage, Debbie Ocean says things weren't going well with Lou. Yeah. So, you know, so I just thought, wow, what a wonderful opportunity. And It wondered... like, was
0: like when I watched Winter Soldier and it's like the whole film, mm-hmm. Scarlet Witches, I oh know Scarlet Witch, uh, Scarlet Johansson is, uh, what's, who is she? Um, Black Widow. Black Widow. She's like trying to set Steve Rogers up and he's, she's like, oh, what about such and such and filing? And he's like, oh no. Mm. And then, and then like Bucky Barnes and also his, his um, partner, his wingman. Kind Falcon, of, yeah. Falcon comes into it. Uh, and I'm like, oh, and, and me and my friends were like that. were like, are they going to outcap? And then it's like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and he has no love interest in that film isn't until the next one, I think. Yeah. I think is it? And,
1: and so, even yeah. then, it's pretty weak. It's like, <laughs> yep, he's, he's not gay, you guys. He's not gay. Yeah. We promise.
2: <laughs> i tell you one thing that obviously is quite refreshing. And look, I mean, it's even ridiculous to say it because in our current climate, there is no way they would have done it any other way but it's quite refreshing that apart from the revenge on the Richard Armitage character mm-hmm. there are no men in these women's role women's lives Um, and nobody even has a bit on the side that they are preoccupied by. And so then at the end, they're all hanging out together and feeding each other pizza and having a drink and and being girls all together. And I think that's a really important, lovely, Mm. strong, cool message. you know.
0: I agree. But I do want to talk about that scene. And and William and I, I posted my review of this film, and he said we're going to discuss this today. Um, I usually (laughs) like like Anne Hathaway, but I had real issues with... Not so much. Her character was fine, you know, the kind of vapid, bitchy, over the top mm. diva. But the whole reveal of her being in on the mm. the, the heist and just her, the way that she was so quick to throw um, the guy under the bus, it just was like, what? Yeah. Like, for me, it was, it was so poorly. It was so contrived. And I did not enjoy the way that she was in. Did it come as a
2: surprise it? to you? Because actually, watching the trailer, I thought, oh, I wonder if she's in on it. So yeah, I wasn't no, it wasn't that a surprise.
1: Surprised. Oh, I wasn't surprised, but it wasn't earned. I was no, like, and I, I, I'm a dummy. I, I thought it was a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and that the way she can do she no She Came role. out and oh, okay. She, yeah. So she, she's actually playing the femme fatale role. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I actually really enjoyed. I don't know why, but I, I enjoyed her performance <laughs> throughout, and even with the two. I liked her um, too. Yeah. I I thought it was it wasn't earned so much that it was just it felt like I I did not have gripes. Mm. Um. And then of course, uh, from from then on out when they end up setting up Richard Armitage and all that, I I thought that was okay. Like, I, I didn't have any, any beef with how the character was handled. Um, I do, uh, going back to Ocean's Eleven, have beef with how the Julia Roberts ca- uh, oh, character was yeah. handled.
2: Talk about that. Yeah,
1: that's and I mean. yeah so, so let, let's flip to that, which is... Guys, what is, what is the point of Julia Roberts in Ocean's Eleven? She's a meat puppet. And, and Is that
2: an actual term? Well, I, I say that as
1: a person who's there just to fulfil a role that's beyond being yeah. a human. But
2: I, but she's there.
0: She's, she's just there as a as a uh, as a uh, woman to be. Is uh, she there over.
1: to link, like, to, to make it okay for us to hate Annie Garcia? Like, what? Sure.
2: But also, she's there so that at the end. Um, Andy Garcia can be because he actually is quite well written as a not that horrible guy yeah um, or certainly she doesn't see him as a horrible guy and she can I just say what a, I love her so much I love her acting and I love how when she smiles Same. at him it yeah. looks like she loves him and believes him mm. I think it's incredible <coughs> but then of course there's that sl- somewhat ridiculous reveal in the corridor yeah where George Clooney says I'd give up this 136 million dollars for Tess um, and he goes yeah all right then and she has the gall to be upset about it. I'm like, well, lady,
0: yeah, I, mean, that's a <laughs> I know. I love that story <laughs> as
2: well. <laughs> but but that's why, isn't it? Because mm. otherwise, how are you going to? How was Danny Ocean going to get the moral superiority? Yeah. to trick whatnot? She's there as a prop,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I, I well, a chattel, but, which is worse. Because in effect, it's almost like saying, "I'll sell you her yeah. for 136." You know, it's
0: probably particularly <laughs> yeah. the only woman in the film. Welcome right? to one. But in terms of her acting, it is wonderful. Like there's that moment where. He first touches her shoulder and she turns around and she like, yes. what yeah. are you doing oh. here? Yes. It's just, no,
2: she says, you're she's... 30 seconds late. I was, oh. And then yeah. she goes, what
0: are you doing? You know, it's yeah. just her, She's so subtle. And I haven't seen Julia Roberts in something for a while, and I'm just just so enjoying watching her. Oh, marvelous! I fact, all the actors. I met Damon. Yeah, yeah. Matt Damon is fantastic, fabulous in it.
2: And, and it's ridiculous because he did that. Um, you know how he's the he plays the role within the role. If yeah. you know what I mean. When he goes in as the gaming uh, commissioner, he's so great at it. And as he walked away, I said, "He did. He was. He did that so well. He was so good at that." And then I'm like, "Actually, of course he is because he's acting." <laughs> and, no, and furthermore, he's an actor. Acting, like he's acting, so of course he did it well. But it was he was fabulous. Yeah, oh, yeah. that
1: that role that he played reminded me so much of um, what's that <laughs> other Soderbergh movie called? The um, the,
2: the one informant. where you,
1: the informant, yeah, yeah. Mm. like it, it was the same kind of style, mm. the same you know, impression. which is a later film, obviously, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yeah,
0: I've never so, seen that film, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah, Matt yeah. Damon playing a it's clean cut guy. And, and then Bernie Mac is super cool. I mm. loved when he because he's the first one to turn
0: up after mm. George's, yeah. and I
2: was like, oh, Bernie Mac. Yeah, (laughs)
0: there's something so lovely about him. Yeah. What about Don Cheadle? I do not know him. What about his accent?
2: Every time he came on, every stage, every time he came on screen, screen, and said something, I said out loud. I couldn't stop myself from going, "Oh, for crying out loud!" Every time. So I do want to draw comparisons between the casts and the way the the casts are um, were built. Yeah, Yeah. Obviously. They're both diverse in their way, ethnically mm-hmm. diverse. Although Ocean's Eight is better, di- better ethnically diverse because it has an actual British person, Australian, <laughs> some Americans, people of color, yes. and um, South Asian and um, East Asian mm-hmm. actresses. So well done, Ocean's Eight. But at least Helena Bonham Carter, who was playing not her real accent, can do a really good Irish yeah, accent. She did
0: a great Irish she's accent. a
2: proper actress. <laughs> Don Cheadle is. An abomination. You
0: know, he tried to he tried to um, revert to his, English, uh, his American accent for the sequels, and his contract wouldn't allow
2: it. Oh, <laughs> oh. what a shame for everyone! He knew Poor It was, really it was terrible. <laughs> All right, got that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Barney I mean,
0: Oh Barney Rubble
2: Oh <laughs> no It was Trou- so crazy Trouble Oh um, We get it I, I, Again no, British. Oh. The,
1: I, I will say In his defence It's not as bad As Dick Van Dyke And Mary Poppins Oh look um, That's a pretty That's a, quite a large <laughs> scale but He's yeah. still Dropping those H's oh, Like God. there's no tomorrow yeah.
0: Wow. Awful <laughs> He has some great moments So I love him Covering himself When he goes to Press the E yeah. and... Oh
2: no I just thought He was so <laughs> bad
1: I, <laughs> I, did, I, no, I forgot he was in it I, you know. It was like every, Everyone else was, was You know a More or less Realistic Kind of dude. And he was just This cartoon character Out of nowhere <laughs> yeah. I um. love the And I don't know The actor's name But the old guy he, he, And it
0: did make me think Oh Carl Reiner Yes yeah, oh, yeah, He was yeah. wonderful Rob um, Reiner's dad uh, mm. Oh right Because <laughs> mm. he, he was fantastic yeah. And I um, It made me think That there were no Elderly women in Ocean's 8 I thought that was a shame there's Wait, so many great older women there is there
2: be. not a mom in it is there not someone's mum oh, the,
1: there's of? four old ladies oh yeah um, true but, but they're not really been, yeah it's a throwaway kind of
0: yeah. thing oh right yeah. what well, about James Corden coming in at, coming Corden. At, Corden Corden sorry James
2: well Corden. people have said I've read reviews that have said he was really great and it really picks up when he's in it and I th- I felt personally it was too much James just being James <laughs>
0: it was like inspector clouseau coming in at the end or
1: something yeah, wasn't it? Or, or they straight up call him um or what what's it called um it's like they straight up called him columbo in the dialogue oh, did it's like they? yeah
2: oh that's This columbo looking
1: fella coming in right i don't get that reference um,
2: the b- archetypal british detective yeah. from the 70s i guess yeah yeah right. um, um,
1: that that makes sense that makes sense that, right. that kind of detective okay. yeah
2: but I didn't, I mean, I didn't feel, he, I mean, he is a great actor, but I didn't feel that I was seeing him acting. I felt that I saw yeah. that him coming on as James Corden.
1: I, I still, th- I, th- I think I still have res- residual hatred of him from that Peter Rabbit movie. Oh, right. Um, I didn't see that. Where, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, but I, I liked him, but I hated that fourth act. I thought it was terrible. Yeah, it, was, it didn't make much
0: sense either. I didn't kind of know where, like why he was happy Mm. to go along I get that he just wanted the necklace back but he didn't get the necklace back and it just (laughs) I think I wonder whether
2: it sort of tried to be a little bit too clever and tied itself in knots ultimately because I I think the 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 great the
1: great thing about Ocean's Eleven is that the build up and the payoff is just paced so well yeah and then you know when they win you cheer for the heroes and then they go their separate ways and it's this moment of just celebration yeah And in Ocean's 8, that moment happens like 20 minutes before the end. You have this weird little coda and Anne Hathaway reveals herself. Yeah. Okay, fine, but it's just lagging in energy and nothing nothing really means anything anymore. So that when they reveal, you know... How the heist actually went down. Like I don't care. Yeah, right. I I last time I was watching Ocean's Eleven, I had
0: to do something, make a cup of tea. I can't remember, and I mm-hmm. kept trying to find spots to pause the film, and yeah. I kept not wanting to because <laughs> yeah. it was so well paced and and woven together, and and it's just such a such a wonderful ride, and mm-hmm. just you know moves in such a lovely pace, like you're saying. But that was my, my biggest issue with Ocean's 8 was that it dragged. It did not need to be two hours long. It should, they should have mm. cut out half an hour of that film. And the dialogue, is there's some terrible dialogue in that movie. <laughs> Whereas the dialogue in Ocean's 11 was mm. there's some really lovely moments mm. in that.
2: I, th- I think you make a really interesting point because um, I, I agree that Ocean's 11... So when I watched Ocean's 8... I thought the intro, the, the beginning when Sandra Bullock is in the department store and mm. she is um, tricking people out of things and going to the hotel, I thought, oh my goodness, let me write down how to do this because yeah. this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, and B I, I, I
1: thought about that as well. Right. I was like, this <laughs> is, think, eh? this is
2: incredible about, yeah. and yeah. B, this is so enjoyable and fun because mm. I love watching kind of um, heisty, crimey, dupy kind of stuff. Then... So if you think that it, you know it went up in energy the pace was good you're like this is going to be great yeah. and then it really dipped for a while and I found that I was straining to hear what was being said and I don't think mm-hmm. it's because I'm going a bit deaf and I don't and I was in the extreme screen so it's not like I wasn't in a cinema that could cope with it but I really noticed that at there then you sort of I don't know scene 2 say where she's talking to Lou and she's saying we're going to need some people. It all felt very lo fi yeah, rather gentle, I agree. and then it picked up for the actual jewel heist, which I, was good. I loved and it. I loved yeah. it, and I thought yeah. that was beautifully orchestrated and really interesting. And then it goes a bit funny towards the end. Now, with Ocean's Eleven, what I noticed on a uh, you know repeat viewing is it starts really quiet. And there were bits where I was straining to hear what George Clooney mm. and Brad Pitt were saying to one another. And it felt a bit more like I'm watching George and Brad, who we know are mates, sort of having a conversation. And I thought, well, this is interesting. It's a little bit like what Gary Ross did. It's quite lo-fi. There's not soundtrack underneath. But mm-hmm. my goodness, when Ocean's Eleven then kicks off... The soundtrack's going the yeah. whole time, mm. do, 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 yeah. do 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 and it does. It builds, it builds, it builds, and you're you're with it right to the end. So a, mm. a different sort of trajectory that I do think worked better.
0: Mm. I agree. I, I yeah. mean, I just I feel like they explained the heist two or three times in the start, so that when the actual Which heist one? in Ocean's Eight, yeah, so when the heist happened, it kind of just happened how it. How they said it was going to happen mm. with a
1: little bit of a twist at the end yeah. about something else, uh, well, and nothing, nothing really goes wrong, does it? That's, no, in the heist movies, you you know you gotta have the the, the, the oh, spanner yes, that works, right. and they yeah. have to somehow. I agree. Their and, plans. and
0: watching Ocean's Eleven, they had some great moments of things going wrong, so yeah. they they change up the security system, or and, they, and they
1: they also make you. Think Think things will go. Oh, on. I loved
0: that with Carl Ray, yes. and how yeah. he. I was like, oh my gosh, he's he's, he's going to get he's, sick.
2: He's going to get yeah. sick, yeah. but that's all part of the game. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, those, you're right. Those sort of double, triple cross, yeah. crosses or twists um, work really well. And you're right; that didn't happen in Ocean's Eight, except possibly for that moment when the bus boys are taking the trays away, and they loiter too long yeah. to have a chat in the corridor, and the jeweled necklace is on the tray. That's about the only tiny wincy moment of <laughs> oh no, he's meant to have kept. Yeah, but walking. that annoyed
0: me because Sir. Sarah Paulson's character looked at the camera afterwards and I'm thinking surely that's a giveaway yeah. to the people I didn't s- notice that. Looking through the, the CCTV later. Oh, she's looking yeah. at her partners but right on. right <laughs> but I mean that but it
2: wasn't even a moment of high anxiety. No, it's kind of There isn't actually much
0: tension in the film. That's whereas right. in Ocean's 11 there's a lot of tension and yeah. things going wrong I'm like, like that scene where they go and steal the EMP <clears> and Matt Damon stupidly goes into the building and yeah. they come up the other door and and he, you know you're like oh yeah. Is you know, yeah, yeah, it's the real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course the hand getting crushed. Yeah. The, um, the what would Chinese China's actor? effects
1: later on. To
2: and of course it, he's, he's in um, Oceans Eight. Yeah, that, that was so dumb. Yeah, you guys. Uh,
0: uh,
1: yeah,
0: that was. What was what, that? Because uh, I mean, we needed
1: that kind of person, and
0: we couldn't be bothered setting that
2: up. Yeah. Uh, isn't uh, it, well, isn't it, isn't it just all about well we've got this movie and we're doing a find and replace and um, we need to keep nodding to Ocean's Eleven who was the guy who was the lawyer that came and spoke to Sandra Bullock and what, a, I, I thought that was I thought that was um,
1: Ruben wasn't it no it wasn't was I it? don't know I, I, I thought uh, it was oh, actually wait. him
2: okay hold was the line
1: and, and so he because um, she says something like oh you're the one they said
2: oh so maybe that it makes was Elliot Gould.
1: I, I did not pick it up. You Google it. And so, it. so I guess he was just hiding behind the uh, the mausoleum this whole time, <laughs> waiting for him to of come Well, that's
0: okay. So the ending
1: as well was silly. We, you know, we t-
0: yeah. she's waiting at the grave having a drink to Danny Ocean, and then asking, the "He's got to turn up."
1: Yeah. But then it doesn't. Oh, what's the point of the scene? I know. You know no, no, so so it cuts
2: to, like a
1: tad early because then George Clooney shows up.
2: No, I wish that was the case because <laughs> there's no reason to suggest that Danny Ocean's actually died. Well, right? well, they, they, they just they, threw that in. They him. make a
1: joke about it as well. Like, and yeah. say, is he actually is he dead? Really or, dead? Or, you know, who knows? Weird.
2: It just would have been really nice for him to walk around the corner and go, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. You know, Deb. Well done. You're right. That was Elliot Gould um, uh, returning. Maybe, maybe
0: he's floating in space still. I don't think he's dead. I think they've left
2: that open up so that they can um, do Oceans 9. Please don't. I mean, I have to say, I did not enjoy Oceans 12 or 13. I I
1: mean, you haven't seen Oceans 12? No. It's a horrible movie, Jeremy. You have to watch it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) With all your free time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because I really want to see crap films. Yeah. I mean, as everyone says, it's just, oh, let's watch a bunch of super rich people have a holiday in Europe. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Right. So.
2: I've, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. One of my issues with the old, the original, 1960, 1954, whatever it is, the Rat Pack. Have you seen it? Ocean's Eleven, 11? back mm-hmm. in the day. Oh, have you seen it, William? Uh, no, I haven't. I saw I it, um, I, I was going to say, I saw it back in the day. I didn't see it in the, the 60s, <laughs> obviously. But... My issue with it is it feels way too much like a bunch of mates hanging out mm-hmm. with a video camera going, hey, let's make a movie. That's and I, what it is, isn't it? Well, it basically yeah, is. Yeah. And so I so Ocean's Eleven, the new one, the Soderbergh one, actually I think was terrific as its own film. But yeah. 12 and 13 feel to me like those mates getting together going, hey, let's just make a movie because we had fun last time. We mm-hmm. know people will come. And I feel like that, I, I hate it when I feel like, You're taking the piss, quite honestly, because you're charging me $18.40 to come and watch you guys have a good time, um, and actually I want something that's a bit more substantial or clever or whatever. That's just how I feel. Oh,
1: I haven't seen them, but I Uh, agree with the sentiment. So so, uh, I'll just say, Jeremy, without spoiling really Ocean's 12, that Julia Roberts plays a really prominent role, Mm. um, and you have to see it to believe it. Yeah. Why don't you spoiler it? Yeah, just oh, he's not going to see. it. you're you're never going to see it. Nah, you know. Okay, well, Julia Roberts is the twelve of Ocean's Twelve, so she's part of the con because
2: Um, she's back with Danny by then. You see, right? and they're
1: they're they're married again, and and so the whole thing builds up to a fever pitch where that they need to steal this Faberge egg, and there's guards everywhere, and they, they go, oh, Tess, wait, doesn't she look like? Why, yes. And so she poses, Tess poses as Julia Roberts, oh. the actor. In order, uh, and it's like, <laughs> holy cow. That's you did not just do that movie. And it's all these jokes about Julia Roberts. And Bruce Willis comes in playing himself. It's like, oh, Julia, Jules, I don't know you. Ah. yeah, That's yeah, really dumb. It is yeah. really dumb.
0: That's, yeah, that's really dumb. It's like Stephen King, which is not, this is not dumb, but Stephen King writes himself into the Duck Tower series as <laughs> the writer of the Duck Tower series. Mm. It's wonderful and mm. they have to, like, save Stephen mm. King. But, of course, that's a movie, that's a series all about alternate mm-hmm. parallel, parallel mm. universes and timelines. Well, but Ocean's 12. Wah, wah. Well, this,
2: this is a really interesting segue into the final point that I made, which is in both films, you've got um, real people. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. What do we call them? You know, non-actors, you know, like real people playing themselves, right? So at the boxing match, you've got Uh, real people, boxing matches. you
1: you have uh, Topher Grace playing, like... Playing Topher Grace. All (laughs) these like, that poker game. I mean, you know, they're all like,
2: oh, how do we play? I'm like, (laughs) it's awful. And you learn, like, you learn poker
0: in, like, one moment. Like, you're not going to be that dumb.
2: But I guess in those days, it was probably an interesting conceit to have real celebrities playing themselves. And it blurs the lines quite kind of nicely, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, obviously, in Oceans 8, they go to the Met Gala, and they literally do have Anna Wintour, editor of Vogue, and they do have Richard McThingy-Majig, who's the the chap who sets up the Met Gala and all Mm -hmm. that. So, I mean, one thing, kudos to Gary Ross and the production, really, to be able to get access... To the real people and mm-hmm. the real places and the designers and all that sort of thing, and I've read quite an interesting article on how they did that. But the point was made in this article that the there is some something really cute about the fact that Rihanna, who is a staple of the Met Ball gala itself <laughs> no, and true. wears these wore well, this fabulous yeah. golden yellow dress last time, is now in the film playing a character who breaks into the Met Gala. So there's all this really nice meta cool. sort of stuff going on. So, yeah. Because
0: so I, I, I do feel like the cast is great. The the story, the story itself is, is pretty good in Ocean's <coughs> 8. And I, I just think if they had tidied up that script, yeah. uh, mm. and if they had figured out the ending to be a bit clearer, and if they had either cut the stupid c- cemetery scenes or brought George Clooney into it... yeah. It would, it would have been a much more fun film. Yeah. Only it needed to be an hour and a half. and yeah. It didn't need to have the kind of weight that perhaps Ocean's Eleven has, because I do think Ocean's Eleven has quite a dramatic weight to it mm-hmm. in certain parts. But, you know, make it make it a bit more fun in terms of just <laughs> tightening it up.
1: And, and not, yeah. not have dialogue like, this 3D printer will print the whole thing in zirconium. And the character's going, oh! oh well, that's
0: this, okay! No, the, the, the one that I don't like is when that, that stupid gag when they're, they need to turn on the they need to turn on the box. Was it yeah. even in the film? No, oh, no, no. It's only in cut the trailer. Only in oh, the trailer but there's I, lots of gags like that also. but I
2: loved I loved the bit where Helena Bonham Carter and Mindy Kaling go to look at the mm, Cartier yes, jewellery yeah. and the glasses take the picture of it and that that's a neat scene just Helena because Bonham it's so Carter, clever and they were
0: she was brilliant yeah. Yeah. I agree and then you know we need to see the light and
1: oh yeah that was apparently great.
2: she designed her own costume oh, for, the, cool. for the ball with the birds in her hair and all that sort of thing which is I, such a Helena Bonham Carter thing I to just, do anyway I forget how
1: good Helena, Helena Bonham Carter can be Yes. Yeah, because she's been in, in so much crap and, you know, really bad Disney movies and this and that. And, and to, to see her actually, you know, act as a natural human being, yeah. more or less, um, is, yeah. is refreshing and, yeah.
2: and, and just really, really lovely. And to do such a good accent that's yeah. not <laughs> her own.
0: I always, whenever I go back and watch Fight Club, I just always, it's not that I forget that she's in it, but when she steps onto the screen, I'm just like, oh my gosh, she is just, because you forget that it's Rita. her that's yeah. the thing she's, she's so, so wonderful not. in that movie yeah I fully agree with you, William, and yeah. I just she was such a joy. But I feel like that about all of the actors. Yeah, they just yeah. Kate Blanchett being just real super cool. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, and also Sandra Bullock. Not she wasn't too Sandra Bullocky. She I really liked she was Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Reserved, anyway yeah, I just really liked. I like her, her too, but yeah, she's, she's often very sort of quipping and
2: yeah. But she just was quite reserved in this. Yeah, it was quite lovely. Mm-hmm. I would I will just say, as the female at the table, um, watching Ocean's Eleven now, it did feel a little bit dated, mm. and it did feel incredibly if not obviously not as drastic as misogynistic but there is nothing redeeming about it at all in its portrayal or even it's bothering to cast women uh, of women of women no but but there's no there's no portrayal of women anyway well i mean julia Julia, (laughs) but you know what i mean and that's much more marked now than it was back then um, and so, you know, I, I, I hear that Ocean's 8's been getting a little bit of a, um, I don't know about a slamming, but, you know, there have been people kind of criticizing in that. And I actually, I think that even though it could have been tightened up and it could have done even better, it could have gone from merit to excellence, if we're talking <laughs> in, in our school teacher terms, um, I still think it's such a worthy um, addition to um, not just a genre, but to you know what I mean. I know what you're saying a I've body been think- of work. I've been thinking a lot
0: about this, you know. And when I was writing my reviews, I gave it two out of five stars.
2: Wow. Yeah. She um, That's
0: I, low. Well, I thought the script, the screenplay was yeah. awful.
2: I would have given it three and a half, but that's because female gaze is going. It looked really good, and I, there was a lot of stuff about it I really appreciated.
0: So, and I, and I had a big, de- I had a bit of a debate with myself uh, about whether or not you know, because I agree with you. I think in terms of bringing a film that has predominantly female characters that are really well mm. formed and some great actors and some great moments, should I give it more? And I was like, well, no, because, you know, I think it still needs to be a great film. Mm. But I was talking to some friends of mine and they, one of them was saying he's, he has no interest in seeing the film, not because of anything we've talked about, but because when you make a film that's like a recast of something like Ocean's Eleven, you're effectively, you're setting it up to be compared mm. with its male counterpart. It's like, give, why not keep Fostering projects by women about women that are their own entity, so I guess I Ocean's say is another stepping stone. But mm. you know, like the Ghostbusters, and I, you know, you know, I love Ghostbusters, but it's setting, it's setting
2: it up to be compared to. But is that necessarily, yeah. I mean, that's obviously our lifeblood in cinema and context. So if we couldn't do that, I don't know what we'd be talking about this because it sure as heck wouldn't be hereditary, uh, but. <laughs> But is that necessarily so bad? Or I mean, are you saying that it would have been better if somebody had said, "Hey, I've got an idea. I'm going to do a heist movie where there are eight women and they get together and they steal some diamonds from the Met Ball." And they didn't make it anything related to oceans. Anybody? Well, I mean, that's... don't you think people would have gone, "Well, it's basically just Ocean's Eight, isn't it?"
1: That's basically it's Hollywood culture, isn't it? It's it's that that claim of you know creative bankruptcy, and yeah, you you come up with something that's it's a known property people are going to see it, right? There's going to be a, a yeah. audience that are, are definitely going to go, go see an Oceans movie. Exactly. Or a Ghostbusters movie. Or a Star Wars movie, you know. Yeah. Um, and if you make a, another movie featuring, you know, mystic space monks and laser swords and yeah. something else. And some
2: guy who yeah. has to go find a ship to there <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. People oh.
1: are... Like, I... I, I compl- sorry, this is kind of going off track, but I, I agree with people who say that Solo would have been so much cooler as a Star Wars movie if it wasn't about Han Solo. Mm. Like, give us a story about a smuggler trying to make his way in the universe. Mm. It doesn't need to be linked in with anything. Mm. Um, but they do it anyway because there is name recognition. Yep, because, and you because know, people it, will go. And it's comfort food, right? You, you kind of know what you're getting into, um, mm. going to Ocean's 8 or, you know, Solo. Yeah.
0: So maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that question, but...
2: Uh, like everything, William says is absolutely true. They're going to call it Oceans Eight, and more people will go. Yeah, but I do feel like you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Because yeah, if you don't true. and you gather a team of anybody more than three, then people are going to go. <laughs> well, it's just like an Oceans movie, yeah. Except oh. it's got girls
1: in it. So, what do you guys think about it being called Oceans Eight? Uh, because I read something as opposed online. to Eleven. No, no, no. I read something online. Like the the reason why it's Oceans Eight is so they'll have space to Oceans Nine. And then Ocean's Ten linking up to Ocean's Eleven, so Ten being possibly the big like George Clooney comes back, and it's like this big mix of casts.
2: But wouldn't this mean this is the Phantom Menace of (laughs) the sixology or whatever it's called? Um, Which means that Ocean's Ten is going to be terrible. (laughs) Is it making money? Is making quite doing quite a lot of box Sure, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll be happy to watch. Not that I really want another one. But if they had a great, another great cast and the story was half decent, I'd be happy to go along and pay my, pay my money to see some But
2: more you know what's heists. such a bum? And this is what we, we alluded to at the very beginning with Eleven. You don't get Eleven solid characters and Eleven solid stories. Mm. And so even though, I must confess, when I first heard there was an Ocean's 8, I was a bit like, couldn't they find any more than that in terms of high profile women in Hollywood? But actually, at least the eight we had, with some exceptions, aquafina you don't really get to know yeah. a whole lot about in that, but you know what I mean? Moderately well-developed. Mm-hmm. The more you have, the more it starts to just become also, oh, another one of these, and it all gets a bit more yeah, diluted. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: That's interesting. I hadn't made that connection that, that's, that they were setting it up for another trilogy. But that's totally, funny, though. I think that's yeah. totally... That's Plausible. absolutely correct. Because it's better doing that than doing Ocean's 14, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, boy. How many
2: people will have looked at the poster for Ocean's Eight and gone, wait, Anna Hathaway's in there as one of them? Maybe she's one of them.
0: Well, that's how I knew that she was. Oh. That's that's how I knew that she was going to be.
1: I, I, I thought she was going to be the the clueless like. Um, well, there's a, a character in Ocean's Thirteen who similarly is not in on the con, but is part of the con as a pawn. But are
2: they one of the thirteen?
1: Uh, no, no, no. But, but, but I, I thought that. Well, from the trailers, I thought that that was what she was going to be.
2: But I thought, but isn't she one
1: of the eight? She is on the poster. Yeah, but I uh, yeah, and in the film I, therefore maybe I'm just the big old dummy. Like. Maybe
2: you are. No, <laughs> you're not. Just in this instance, I think you were a bit bed- yeah. bedazzled by the jewels. <laughs> I well, have yeah. to say
1: I was
0: in terms of twists, I, d- I was uh, the, 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 the reveal that they were stealing the other jewels. Even though a new Kate Blanchett wasn't really popping up, I hadn't made that connection that she mm. was doing something else on the side. I thought that was a nice reveal. Yeah, yeah. that was good. They did, they did that well, even if they did have a cameo that was a little bit like really
2: they did offer them a heck of a lot of money at the beginning it was something like you're going to get 16 million dollars and, and I, was like, well. I was doing the math and I was and like, I was like wait oh actually there's
0: another thing talking about math in Ocean's, 13, uh, Ocean's 11 at the start of the film he says we're going to rob a casino and George Clooney goes we're going to rob three yeah like, but then they only rob one that's what I thought oh no, no. because all oh, three all casinos get the their money
1: from their cages transferred over that's to the right. vault of oh, oh, yeah. the right. yeah
0: makes sense phew Thank you for listening to another episode of Cinema in Context. If you enjoyed our podcast, then please share it with your film-loving friends. You can listen to Cinema in Context through SoundCloud or through Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook or subscribe to us on Twitter or YouTube, which are great places to let us know what you think of this episode or maybe give us suggestions for future films to discuss and compare. Look out for our next episode in a month's time. And until then, ka